0: Welcome to the Good Rookies Podcast. My name's Fahim.
1: And my name is Nellie J, y'all. And we are Good Rookie. Right. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Happy Good Tuesday. And guess what? It's episode 66. 66. We in the sixth, and it's 66. Okay. So, let's go. Let's go. So, y'all, I'm so excited, y'all. We have an amazing guest. He is the GOAT in his industry. Fahim, please introduce who we got.
0: That's right. We'll be able to figure out a little bit more about him uh, when we get to the Forticulture segment. Uh, he's a man of many hats through one lens. Let's welcome Charlie Lindsay to the podcast today.
1: Charlie, 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 Charlie. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Uh, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: was an amazing intro. Thank you guys. Appreciate
0: it.
1: Oh man. No, thank you for being here, Charlie. I mean, where do we start, Fahim? We're gonna really dive deep because I got I got like a lot to ask you for the culture. But before we get there, it's it's, it's always great to have, like, Black creators, Black innovators on the show. So I'm looking to absorb a lot from you today. But before we get into the podcast, I have to ask you a question, because I heard some stuff this week. You know, Scotty Pippen has been buzzing around in everyone's rooms, right? And he said something, and Charlie, I have to ask this question, because... I just have to. So Scottie Pippen said this, he said this on the GQ interview. He said, <clears throat> quote unquote, I was as great a player as Michael Jordan. End quote. What's your thoughts on that statement? And do you agree with Scottie Pippen? That's
2: that's, that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. Um, I definitely don't agree, obviously. Uh, but no, nah, I think I think I don't wanna go too too uh, too hard on him because I didn't hear the full interview. I know how the media likes to just take little bits and pieces and uh, and put spin it there however way they want. But uh yeah, Scotty's been on some 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 stuff lately. So I, I'm I'm kinda I'll let whatever he says cool, but I'm I'm on I'm on the other side. I'm on I'm on the goat side with that one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's great to love yourself as much as Kanye loves Kanye. I'm cool with that, right? Um, But yeah, it it is something where, you know, uh, Scottie Pippen is trying to sell a book, and I respect the game, you know what I'm saying? Make your money, bro. But yeah, like, I am a huge Michael Jordan fan. When I came here from Trinidad, the first person I admired was Michael Jordan, and so I have to side with the goat. But I find it interesting that even though all the buzz... Pippin has been saying, MJ has been Silent Night. And I think we could learn a lot from Michael Jordan, the fact that he's not even entertaining the dude. That's really, I, I, I even respect MJ more because he has not made a statement or nothing this past week since the book has been out. So that's what I've taken from this entire endeavor. Fahim, your thoughts?
0: Um, so Scotty, he released a book in 97 called uh, Reach Higher, which I guess he took the higher route. There's really no Jordan slander in it. Apparently, um, this one is called Unguarded, um, book by Scotty Pippin. We all know that you know controversy sells books, um, so it's to be expected. It's just kind of the, uh, the type of controversy. Just to say that is kind of I would right off rip. It's going to be kind of you know controversial. Um, real quick, I just want to throw it to the floor. Is there an argument there? Say, for instance, um, Scottie Pippen might be approaching it as Angle is. Um, He sees Jordan every day. Um, He would maybe know because Jordan, he's the GOAT, but no one's perfect. So I'm pretty sure if there's anyone that can maybe pick out maybe some imperfections in Jordan's game. Perhaps Scottie Pippen would. Um, Do you think possibly Scottie Pippen speaking from a purely basketball point of view to say, well, if he wasn't Michael Jordan... Uh, there's a possibility that he uh, he maybe does things better than Jordan in some areas uh, than we would maybe on the outside be looking in. Um, I mean, I'll kind of answer my own question. I don't, I can't really think of much things that Scottie Pippen does better than Michael Jordan. Um, I'll throw it out to you guys. Is there anything that you can right up top of your head think that Pippen is better at Michael Jordan? Uh,
2: I can go first. Yeah, I think. I was like – I was a I, – I watched – those are my favorite team growing up, but I, did, mm-hmm. I I was a kid, right? So I don't have, like, as much uh, in-depth analyst or, or knowledge as I do uh, when I watch, like, the game today. I, I've seen some stuff, though, and I would say you're probably right, maybe, but I'll give him maybe defense because that, that dude mm-hmm. was all – he had long arms, you know. He was right. – uh, I'll say maybe on defense he was, he was probably on par, maybe a little better, but everything else – is a, probably a wash.
1: Yeah, so yeah. I would say there's nothing that he does better than Michael Jordan. Jordan has won defensive players of the year. He's been yes. on all defensive teams. Scotty yeah. ain't got that accolade, bro. On top of no, that, he, oh, right, right, he doesn't have that. On top right. of that, Scotty, what you really good at is running your damn mouth. How about that? That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I love, Scotty. I love. Just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, so, you know, let's just get into our first topic that we have tonight. Um, <laughs> wow. So we have Kyle Lowry.
1: Mm. We have two,
0: actually, let me go two X-Raptors. Kyle Lowry's one, DeMar DeRozan's the other. Um, both found, respectively, two teams that look like they can make, be making a push in Eastern Conference. Lowry being in Miami, DeMar DeRozan being in Chicago. Um, of the two of them, uh, who do you think is going to make a bigger impact on their team? That's
1: a good question. I'm gonna let our guest Charlie go first.
0: Man, they're they're both killing it. Honestly,
2: like uh, like what what the Bulls are doing right now, and what what I see DeRose, when I look at like Rosen stat line, and then I see like how much their 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 record, what their record saying is, just, is very impressive. So, DeMar's doing big things. I, I would just say Lowry because I feel like they're just going to get further and we're going to like be able to see the impact he has on a, on a bigger scale. Um, and I think it, it always comes down to like what you do in the playoffs. Right. So I'll say if I had to choose, I'll say Larry, but they're both, they're both doing like the bull, they're, they're both doing great. The bulls also have a lot of, um, they have a lot of other play, new players too. Like they got Lonzo and Caruso and stuff. So. And Vucevic, uh, right. And yeah. Vuce, Vuce, yeah. He, he came a bit later at last year too. So there uh there's a lot of reasons why they're doing well not just tomorrow um but I'll, they're both doing they're both doing well so i'll give a slight edge to lowry
1: yeah so i'm gonna have to go with our guest charlie said it so eloquently okay uh kyle lowry yo. kyle lowry like mac lowry from bad boys too you know what i'm saying but um DeRozan, i think will give zach levine less stress right Zach was the only leading scorer like he was by himself so having Demar there watching them kind of go like one one basket one basket like i love how they play in tandem the only slack on demar's game is the defensive end um but i would say he's playing better d than he did for us for the raptors i'm like demar got defense this year what the mm-hmm. okay um kalari yeah he's Balling and shooting threes, Charlie. Right? I was like, we didn't get this type of this type of a game before. <laughs> um, when it comes to Kyler, though. Uh, Kyle Lowry is the ball facilitator. He is the leader of that team, and what I love is that Tyler Hero is having an amazing season because of Kyle. He is getting the ball where he wants it. I think for Jimmy Butler, who is the head of the team, I think Kyle Lowry is that locker room, like that that secondary, like motivational guy. You know, that the encourager, right? We know Kyle Lowry has the great culture, the great mentality, um, in in terms of a teammate. So I do think that um, Kyle Lowry is going to give the locker room and on the floor, and on the defensive end, and the mental edge for, for the Miami Heat. That's why I've given him, uh, like Charlie said, more impact this year. But they're both going to help their teams make it to the playoffs. Absolutely.
0: Definitely. So with Lowry, I'm, I'm on board. Um, I think it's going to help. Uh, even like you mentioned, Hero, and just them having uh, maybe a, a... – so actually, let me throw this. Gordon Dragons was there last year. Um, I would say that Lowry would be a an upgrade from Dragos, what they had last year. I'm pretty sure we can all, okay, we're on the same page. So if Lowry's been an upgrade, um, I can see the impact definitely be bigger on Lowry's end because of the fact that I think I'm expecting more from Miami come the playoffs. Uh, on DeMor- DeRozan's end, though, um, I think he's in a perfect situation. When he was in Toronto, we had him, he's a great player, but we had him kind of out of, uh, his natural position. I don't know if he was, he never really established if it was his team or Kyle's team. We kind of shared it uh, with, between the two of them. I think De, uh, DeMar now uh, having, uh, when he went to San Antonio, it was still kind of his team, but they kind of under, underperformed. I think that was Popovich's first time um, in a very long time that they had not made the playoffs. And now with DeMar being in Chicago, I could say, you know what, Zach, like you mentioned, is going to have someone to take a little bit of burden off of him. And also coming back to what I'm originally saying with DeMar, DeMar is best, I think, in a secondary role where there's no pressure on him or less pressure on him. So I think playing in Chicago with Zach Levine, who, who I think um, is cut from a cloth to be a number one option. He doesn't shy away from the big moments. So I think Chicago could be interesting um, with the addition of, of DeMar doing his thing. But of, of the two of them, Weighing both sides, I do think that Kyle's going to have a bigger all-around impact. I think so. Um, if they were to meet, though, in, in the first round, any takers on who you think um, or how you think that would play out if they were to meet in the first round?
1: Well,
2: that'd, be, that'd be pretty fun. I I would, I would have to give it to to the Heat just because they've been there. Um, been Right. There that, right. But... right. Yeah, that would be that would be a lot of fun man it would, it would be uh-huh. interesting there there's a lot of cross matchups that that could be that could be could be cool to see like uh jimmy butler Rosen lonzo lowry uh even off the bench hero caruso Yeah, there's a bam boost. like there's yeah it'll be that's a good one i like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's
1: yeah. hard um you know what? I will give Miami the edge as well because I think they have more depth. More depth. And I think mm-hmm. um, the Bulls had an injury. One of their big men got injured. Uh, was it Williams? Some, someone. So, Williamson? I'm trying to figure out what his name, last name is. You know I'm not bad with names for him. I think, I think Williams. it's Williams. I think it's Williams. Is it
0: Williams? I think so.
1: Yeah, I think he had yeah. a season-ending yeah. injury, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, because he, he would be a big piece defensively. Um, so, yeah, I'll give Miami the edge. Butler and Kyle Lowry. And if Harrow has a bubble, the bubble of Harrow, that's going to be tough to beat, man. Tough to beat.
0: No, I think so. Um, yeah, I'm with the floor. I think, uh, I think Miami would maybe edge them out. It would be close, though. I think what I like to see with Chicago is. Um, Chicago is kind of like uh, we know of Atlanta. Atlanta's always been a bottom feed on the Eastern Conference for a long time. And last year, they had their breakout. And now we can say, okay, they're ready now. I feel like Chicago's in that same place where Chicago's made the right moves, and now Chicago's legitimate. I would have to. I put them in the contender of the Eastern Conference. Uh, I'm not saying for the championship, but I think you know, as the playoffs go on in the East, I think Chicago's going to be there. I do think so. Um, so, Charlie, you. I, so you've done photography uh, for the Raptors, and we'll get into that for the culture. Quick question, or just maybe something you can add to this? Uh, you've met both of them. Any stories or anything that you can, you can drop any jewels, any exclusives for the good rookies that uh, have any experience positive uh, that you'd like to share
1: with us? Um, And also who's cooler to you? <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> he's gonna say, he's gonna say, go Charlie's gonna, on the spot. Yo, he's gonna be like, oh, I can't pick a side. Okay, cool. Uh, okay, no. actually, Charlie, before, okay, also, who do you think was the first option when Damar and Kyle Lowry was here? That's the easier question for him. I will, I will put him on the spot, but all right, who was the first option for the Raptors?
2: Uh, I'll from? probably say Damar.
1: Okay. Really? Like
2: okay, it seemed like he was the first option, like Lowry was the leader it seemed like Larry was the leader, but Damar was like the first option. They had a, a very interesting dynamic where it's like they covered each other's flaws a bit. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I, it was, it was kind of, it kind of felt like that. And, and both of them were cool. Um, to when, when we, when we got to meet them to shoot them. So it wasn't, it's hard, it's hard to pick, pick sides on that. Side right, side. right, right. No, that, 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 so that bromance was real then, right?
1: It was a real yeah, relationship. Yeah, yeah, okay.
2: real. that's real. be <laughs> <Definitely>
1: real.
0: <laughs> All right. So, uh, Nelly DJ, you want to go to For the Culture?
1: Let's go to For the Culture. We like to highlight individuals for the culture. And today, we get to highlight, okay, mastermind, visionary, a sports photographer, videographer, video editor, okay also known as a basketball guru the michael jordan of nba photography charlie lindsay okay in the building
2: Gosh, you're for a, not, the culture some of the video like i don't fully edit videos like i we we have a good team where where i work at tier zero so i want to just make that clear but no problem, as, as, a, good, but, as but a leader always
0: does as, as a, a leader, leader
1: always and that is to fine. His so but, Good but, job. Good but job. But he can edit though. He can edit a thing. Yeah, I said. That. Anyways, that's Charlie, we want to congratulate you for the culture. Uh, we want to highlight you because Charlie, like you're someone that I think a lot of people don't even know um, your contribution to the game of basketball that we all love and admire. Um, one thing that I want to know was that you actually played basketball, and you decided to take a different path. A lot of times, you know, kids growing up, we have goals, we have dreams, and certain things will pan out our way. But you found a way to still live your dream in a different lens. Can you walk us through, like, how did that process occur? And any advice you have for anyone kind of struggling where they want to do something, but they don't really have that skill set or the, the way to, to get there? But, like, how do you switch from playing basketball to now wanting to, like, capture it?
2: Yeah. Um no, I, I started I started like like a lot of kids just play, playing basketball growing up, wanted to, you know, be in the NBA or play for the Raptors and, and whatnot. But uh, you know, things don't really work out as you get older for for a lot of a lot of people, for majority of people, right? So um yeah, I was just in a situation where I, I just didn't uh, I wasn't like good enough to hit that next level or I was I didn't have whatever it took uh, whether it was, like, height, skill, whatever, there might have been a mix of all of that, who knows, but, um, but it just wasn't, it wasn't, you know, in my cards, um, but, uh, it was still something that I loved to do, so as I was learning, um, photography and, and about, like, you know, film and whatnot, it just seemed like the obvious thing to, like, I was just gravitating towards that because I already knew it, um, Mm. and it just snowballed from there, you know, so it was, it was kind of, like, you know you know God open one door one door and then he or closes one door and opens the next one so um, mm-hmm. yeah it just it worked out it worked out for me in that sense uh, and in terms of advice I know you mentioned that mm-hmm. too uh, I w- the the biggest advice i I'd probably tell people is to just um to just ask ask a lot of questions because um, there's always gonna be someone who can provide something that can help you you know, get to the next level or learn something different or, or spark some a different uh, set of interests in your head, you know, um, and yeah, you, you never know when it's going to come, but the more questions you ask, the more likely you are to receive information that can be, you know, beneficial. So I would say that.
1: Uh, that's awesome. It's awesome. And like your journey from, you know, covering like Windsor uh, basketball team to high school, then moving up to the NBA, How was that process? I think, you know, um, I saw a quote by Jay-Z saying that people like to look at the end process and be like, wow, he made it. And then they want to get to there, but they don't understand the journey from zero to a hundred. So is there any advice you have for someone when it comes to that journey and that process? What was it like? Was it days where you were like, F it, I don't want to do this. Or were you like, nah, I'm gonna keep going because I love it. Like, how was that process for you?
2: uh yeah there, there wasn't there wasn't really days where I was like oh fuck I don't want to do it no more it was it was kind of I, I was uh it seemed like every time I would put the effort into um into this like dream or this goal like I would be rewarded you know not immediately but I was enjoying what I was doing uh, and the fact that I enjoyed it just helped made it seem as if it wasn't nothing that kid that nothing that i couldn't do um and as 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 i just went on i kept meeting the people who would put me in better positions you know so i got pretty lucky in that sense um but I, yeah it, it it's it's just about you know persevering like nothing's going to happen overnight but um as long as you love what you do then you know hopefully good things come if you keep working hard at it so
1: that's awesome. So I want to highlight a couple of the things that you're doing. I know you have Just Go Hoop on Instagram. I saw the in, in your Canon article you were featured. Um, it was called Behind the Lens, Charlie Lindsay, Sports Photographer. You spoke about your bucket list, which I liked a lot. And something you said in there, um, you said, shoot the NBA finals, March Madness, and doing the Olympics. Now you shot the NBA finals, right? Like you did shoot that. What was that like to have like one of your bucket list dreams come true in yeah. real life?
2: <laughs> it's crazy because the bu- that, that bucket list was it was so long ago, right? So, mm-hmm. so I feel like I would even probably like maneuver, put some different things there, but but those are definitely goals that I, I really wanted at the time. And some I like, only wanted of them of those three is crossed off. So uh, yeah, still, still trying to get to the next the, the other two, but that me finals was, it was, it was amazing. Like, I think for everyone in Toronto who grew up as a fan or, or just people who like ball in general, it was, it, it meant so much for us to be there. Um, and yeah, I, I was, I just, I didn't want to take any second for granted. Like I was, I was taking as many photos, as many videos and just trying to soak it in as much as possible. Cause it was a dream that, um. You know, for, for years, it seemed like it was n- never not realistic or never going to happen. Um, and and it happened, you know, so it was it, it, it was a very real moment. And uh, yeah, just just happy as hell that it that I was able to experience it the way the way I did
1: that's amazing to like experience one of your dreams it like you know what i'm saying you see you have a dream and then it, it, well, it happens like i'm shooting game two you shot barack obama i think you also said you shot um the i think kawaii shot you were there for that um yeah. right so that's just like monumental moments until this day people talk about that shot and like your shots were incredible y'all y'all better follow this man eh follow him we're gonna have his instagram but i see you also have tier is it called uh tier uh zero right
2: tier zero yeah yeah, yeah. so
1: so tier zero if you can break to the people what that is and of course your amazing organization the kickback community organization because those are really dope things as well
2: cool yeah okay i could start with with tier zero tier zero is um it's uh yeah we always struggle to find the proper words to describe it but essentially it's a. Uh, it's right now. It's like a creative creative hub or agency uh, comprised of like it was first started with myself, um, my good friends Jamal Berger and Duke Pinlak. and we were kind of like we were all in a space where we were freelance photographer, videographer, and we were just we were just understanding the world. Like no one really told us how to, you know, navigate through this world. But we were friends, and and we started to get jobs that were a bit higher than what we felt like we could do solo so we started to just team up and we we eventually just said yo let's just make this an official thing so you know we called it tier zero we 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 started to work on becoming more legitimate and that's kind of been the 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 mo for the last like four or five years um and yeah we're we're still we're we're in a every year we just keep growing and trying to do bigger and better projects so um, yeah, that's that's tier zero in a nutshell. There's some other people who have joined on uh, over the years, uh, so we're slowly building. Um, and yeah, the sky's the limit. We're gonna keep trying to make it, you know, make it, make it pop in. Um And then with the kickback, the kickback is actually uh, it's an initiative or uh, um, it's an initiative that uh, my the the guy I was just mentioning, Jamal Berger, like one of my one of my best friends, he started it um he started it based on his uh you know his love for for sneakers but it it started with his love for sneakers but it kind of formed into something where he wanted to he was getting as like many people were back in uh those years like five years ago we were a lot of us were getting free sneakers as like quote-unquote influencers um and you know he he was just like yo I have enough shoes I want to start giving them to people who actually need him. Cause uh, he remembered when there was a time when like having a fresh pair of sneakers was like the most important thing as a kid. And he didn't wanna have to have kids in situations where they had to do certain things to get those sneakers. You know, he just wanted to make it accessible for them. So it started off like that. Um, And then after a couple of sneaker drives, it was like uh, his mindset shifted to be like, yo, how can we actually like do something more than the sneakers and how can we have like an impact that um you know last long and could actually help change their change their future or help them like reach their dreams so uh it's that's that's where it stems from the team is like humongous now there's a great following um I myself personally like I'm I help out like whenever I can but there's so many things going on that it's just like you know I there's stuff that happens that I don't Uh, always know about Mm -hmm. but it's just always support it's always love regardless so um yeah shout out to Jamal for starting it shout out to like Christian one of our other friends he's like he works like right side by side with Jamal to make sure all of all of the things get done but there's there's so many amazing things that have happened with the program It's you know I could go on for days about um (laughs) about about like the impact of it but yeah that's essentially what it is
1: it's awesome. Like I've, have, I've have, like water in my eye because for me growing up as a, like as an immigrant, you know, coming here, single mother, you know, you're in welfare. Like I have brother, I have three brothers and my mom couldn't always afford to buy them the sneakers they wanted. Right. Luckily they got, you know, jobs in and They've got little side jobs here and there, but it's crazy how to these kids, a fresh pair of kicks, that can help them get through a year of school. It can build confidence in the classroom, build confidence as a young Black man in Canada. And it's so important. So I love that initiative. I'm definitely going to donate. I'm gonna definitely going to have it because I actually do a drive for the homeless that I start, that's starting actually today. But okay. I definitely want to somehow up uplift that, that, that drive because I love charity. So y'all, I'm going to have the link. Please donate because it's coming up to the holidays and a lot of kids do go under depression because it's darker early. We're still in a pandemic. So I think this would be a great initiative for us to also help as good rookies. So that's dope. So I want to applaud you for Tier Zero, applaud you for, um, you know, Kickstart. That's just amazing programs. I am want to pass the mic to uh, Fahim. For him sorry I, I asked quite a lot of questions but anything for you anything for you sir
0: <laughs> oh yeah ask good questions. Um, so my first one is actually it's more of a statement. Um, I do want to shout out uh, you know Nellie J it's true like um, last year the same thing did the drive um, Holly Drive and that's amazing. kind of ties in with um, Charlie you uh, the kickback had it's Dominican Republic and also Puerto Rico also in which uh, there was a basketball tournament that you did and you actually had helped in those areas. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, I actually wasn't at uh, both of those events. Those were like the two broad, broad ones that I, I wasn't right. to go to. But yeah, there was a basketball tournament in uh, Dominican. And uh, what was the other one you, you, you had said? Uh, Dominican and Puerto Rico. Oh, in Puerto Rico, yeah. In Puerto Rico, our friend um, our friend named Jonah, he's, he's from Boston, but of Puerto Rican descent. Uh, and he put on like uh, he kind of led that initiative to give back to like you know the people of his country, <laughs> the neighborhood that he grew up in. So uh, all amazing things, all amazing things.
0: Um, yeah, most definitely. Um, so I do have one last question on the way out of this. Is this? Um, so you are a photographer for real, for real, right? Like for real. So, um, <laughs> for real. but for real, but um, everybody takes photos on, everyone has a camera on their phone. So everyone is somewhat a photographer uh, daily. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they have help with their phones, there's filters, you know, it's just a different, it's a different game uh, with your phone opposed to uh, someone like yourself who like uses actually real cameras and and maybe it's more of the art and the craft of it that you're into. So my question is, is there anything that you find when you started as a photographer that you have to do now to, I guess create that separation because technology is forever evolving and uh, you know images are changing. Uh, you know you have NFTs, you just have an evolving space. Um, while photography, um, as a photographer, um, it's, I guess it is cameras are evolving also, but you're doing it from a, I guess, a different lane. So I'm just, I guess my question is, um, is there anything that you are learning or you are, cause you obviously you're pushing yourself to be a better photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, how has technology forced you to up your game?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really good question. Uh, to, to be honest, um, when it comes to getting better, uh, in photography, um, a lot of the things that I try to, um, you know, drive inspiration from or, or learn things from are actually uh, not so much like the newer stuff, but like the stuff from the past. Uh, and I love going back to like old photographs, um, whether it's like from the 90s, 80s, even earlier. Um, and, you know, I shoot a lot of film. So a lot of, a lot of like how I would try to make my work look is of like I I would I would want it to be timeless like I look at those images from from years prior and I just see how how amazing they look even like years later like 20 30 40 years later so I would the the thing I try to do most is just um approach it in in those type of ways and and be thoughtful in uh in how you know how these images are like curated and how I capture them Uh, and the the emotion and the stories that uh we're trying to tell so uh, yeah, it's, it's technology is amazing. And there's always like a new camera that's going to get people excited. But, uh, for me, a lot of time when I see like, a something a little bit, uh, from the past, like that's where I could draw insp- inspiration from. And that's not to say like the new stuff is horrible. Cause I, I, I have like some of the new, new cameras as well. And, and they're, they're they're sick like they make it i could you could shoot sports and just like not miss anything because you get like a million frames per second or whatever so there's there's good things on both ends but uh in terms of like where yeah like when I, where i learned the most i, I feel is like going back in time and and picking picking the brains of
0: some of the people who did it uh before me okay. so can you as a trained eye can you actually tell the difference between um a, f- a photo taken from a photographer with a camera and just someone taking it from their phone is there something that you like a trick or anything that you could yeah. look at and say oh well that's not uh, or is technology that, that good right now <laughs> yeah. so like i feel like it. i'll be able to
2: i feel like i should be able to tell like you could I, I'm, everyone could probably get tricked like a one two time but for for the most part like i feel like if you put camera image and phone image i should be able to tell the difference Really, I should be able to, but I, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and I guess the last question <laughs> for you, Charlie. Me, That's interesting. Good, great question for him. Um, Charlie, are you against selfies? Because on your page, I haven't seen a selfie, bro. I, I looked. <laughs> I didn't see one freaking selfie on your Instagram. So are you anti-selfie? No, Let's you, get to the you, bottom of this, Charlie. You are you anti-selfie? What? <laughs> you,
0: didn't scroll, you
2: didn't scroll back enough, I don't think. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah.
1: okay. Okay, okay. Also, um, you're not anti-selfie because I'm like, I can't get one selfie on this page? All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> I had to know because some photographers are like, ah, I don't do selfies, right? I had to ask. I had to ask. <laughs> uh, That's
2: all I, I'm definitely, I haven't used uh, IG to its full extent for the past couple of years, but um, I think when I was using it hard, hard body, it was more so I just wanted like to show the work and there was just like, I don't know, I there's a lot of photographers didn't show their face. Um, and it was like a kind of like a let your work do the talking and kind of mm-hmm. that mysterious vibe, rather than like, you know, influence people with like who I was, or maybe you know, you never you just never know and it's, it's, if there was no face face to it uh, or a less less of a face then I just felt like more people could potentially resonate with it um it was just yeah I don't know I'm in a different mindset now and I would definitely be down to to like you know just not care what that whatever the hell I'm posting but um for for the time for the time that it was I was I was just trying to let the work you know speak for itself so
1: all right so guys when Charlie posts a selfie a better say Janelle mm-hmm. thank you All right. (laughs) You're welcome, y'all. You're welcome. Um, (laughs) So before we close off, before the culture, Charlie, again, thank you for what you're doing for the community, for the culture. Like, I mean, you're covering, you're checking off all the boxes here. Uh, The Toronto uh, man's them. We appreciate you, all the work you've done. You've been grinding in, in, in silence and no one even probably even noticed. So if you didn't know who Charlie is, now, you know, now, you know, right enough. Enough of the Tories B.I.G. movement here. Um, <laughs> so let's go to our last segment, Fahim.
0: All right. So let's go to That's Absurd.
1: That's Absurd, Fahim, bro. What was absurd this week? What was absurd?
0: Wow. PSG. the women's The women's soccer team from PSG, they have two players who happen to be teammates. Okay. And... <laughs> One of the players was arrested for hiring a masked man to injure her teammate so she can get more playing time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry?
0: What? Absurd.
1: Absurd. Okay. Um, yeah. Top, at least top, top 10 absurd of the year. That's absurd. She hired a masked man to injure this is like a you know that show uh let me call that show um snapped you know snapped the tv show this is like the snapped for sports that's crazy. Mm-hmm. are your thoughts on the story sir
2: oh man it's a crazy world like the, <laughs> I'm, I'm not there's so many wild things that happen nowadays that it's like every headline you can't you can't even be surprised that's that's pretty messed up though like <laughs> You, you If you're on the same team, you would think that, you know, you guys got each other's backs and you're not trying to, you know, be a set-up team. Yes.
1: A <laughs> <I don't know>, set-up
2: <laughs> Some people, I mean, I would just say try to work harder rather than, you know, often your opponent, but everyone's different, I guess.
1: So. Well, I mean, how about you, you know, practice harder, run further. How, how, how about that?
2: Oh. I can help. So, I don't know. What do you guys
1: think? This kind of uh, um, I, I'm in shock. This is to me wild. This is wild. Like, and honestly, when I heard this story, I just saying the story. Um, like, it has to be a woman. I don't know why. It kind of brought me back to that girl who hit the other girl that was the skater back in the day. I was
0: just gonna go there. Oh, okay, 19- okay. <laughs> that was that was kind of my lane. So I was gonna go 19- right, 1994 go mm-hmm. Winter Olympics. Uh, Tanya Harding and Nancy That's Kerrigan, funny. and that is in sport iconic for a situation like this where tanya harding uh, out of jealousy i guess it was her ex-husband apparently who had uh who take a whack at nancy kerrigan so she couldn't compete in the olympics and ended her run um so immediately when i heard the story that came to mind but then i thought well this is even worse because kerrigan and tanya Harding, harding sorry they were um They're competing, so but these two are teammates on the same team. So it's kind of like are
1: they though? But but, but are they teammates?
0: Well, technically, they're both. They both play for uh, (laughs) PSG's women's soccer team. So technically, technically, you know, it's supposed to be for the same goal. But wow, like uh, there's so many layers to this that just it just completely absurd
1: it's a good example of um, what jealousy can get you to. Like, jealousy, res- resentment is the biggest poison. Pride and resentment, that can make you do some really ill-advised things. Um, and I just think that as an athlete, I get it. You work so hard to get to a point and there's someone ahead of you, right? But that person also worked just as hard to get to that mm-hmm. point. And I just think that as an athlete, you should kind of respect. Like, I play ball. So if someone started over me, I would be like, okay, what are you doing? So I can become like you are better. Like, it should be used to motivate you, not to make you resent. Mm-hmm. And I think it just shows you an example of how ugly resentment and pride can get mm-hmm. if you don't check yourself. So mm-hmm. so how was the girl who was targeted? Is she okay? Like, is she good? How is she mentally? My- Do you know?
0: Oh, mentally at that, I have no idea. Not that. sure, they okay, I just kind of talked right. about just. okay. Yeah.
1: That's um, traumatizing, I'm not, sorry. Are they
0: still teammates or what? <laughs> or is she, off? she, is she uh, off? Yeah, I think, well, she's arrested, so I'm, I'm assuming oh, that.
1: Bye, 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 in sync.
0: Yeah, but, um, you know, there's another layer to this also. If you think, um, it also can speak to the, maybe the desperation. Like, yes, they're professional athletes, but maybe you never know um, how, if it's playing time, like this is someone's livelihood, you know, and possibly we don't know what her story was that what led lead her to that desperation place to actually do that. So, you know, prayers out to, to, to whoever got arrested that, you know, they can heal from this, like them and also um, the female who was actually um, hit by the masked man. Also, as you mentioned mentally, that would not be a good idea. Um, but I do want to say this in closing, uh, that's an example of horrible teammates. Um, we started it with, uh, like I said, the biggest, best bromance in maybe basketball history, as far as I know. Um, so uh, that's where uh, we went to two different extremes. And I'll just throw this question out. Um, for Since you do have teammates, not all teammates get along. Um, is there any teammates that did not get along that... Um, that still were able to, uh, for the common goal of the team, get past it. Can you think of a, a legendary, someone big that oh. it was no, well known that they didn't get along, but for the bigger goal, they, they made it work? Can you give an example one?
1: Colby and Shaq, period. Yes. Yeah,
0: that's good. Colby and Shaq, that's the one that's, I
1: was thinking about. Like, they okay. yeah, I mean, is there anyone, um, maybe Pippin? He's yeah. I mean, kind of yeah, resenting. Yeah. I mean, Pippen didn't Pippen did injure Jordan, but I wish he, I'm sure he wish he could. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I'm sure he wish he could. No, um, true. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah. Normally, those things are kind of in house. Um yeah. So they get, if they do, by the time they get to the media, it's usually too late.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And keep yeah. in mind, we started off the episode with MJ and Pippi's relationship moving to a, a good romance between Kyle Lowry and Larry. Now we're ending off on some that's absurd stuff right now, so right. So, <laughs> uh, it's <laughs> Yo, listen, man. This is Snap Sports. That should be a show. You know Snap? It should have a Snap Sports edition. I'm sure enough athletes have been snapping pot in the courts all around the world, dog. <laughs> right. I'm telling you. I, mean,
2: I got to be put onto the snaps thing. I, I don't I don't, know. Uh, snap? <laughs>
1: People who snap, like, they're cool, and then they just that's snap and do, you know, they kill their husbands true. or whatever. Yeah, they just snap in a moment. But that's a real show. It's a real show. Yeah. It's <laughs> called Snapped. It's that's a thing. <laughs> he's like what don't worry i'm saying the link i'm saying the link yeah it's just a real all,
0: right. Show. <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's put this episode in the books
1: Yes, and before we close out, sorry, I wanted to mention something because we're on this resentment desperation thing. Um, mm-hmm. Oprah Winfrey, um, someone brought this to my attention. I thought it was great. She was talking about how we can't tie our life to a person or a job, it has to be mm-hmm. to a mission. Because when you right. tie your life or purpose to a job or a person, if they break your heart, if you lose your job, or if you lose what you want, it leads you down this path of that's absurd segment, right? So, but if we tie up to a mission. If you're not the starting person, you understand my mission is to you know inspire my community. So if I don't start in the NBA, I'm on the bench, that's okay cause I'm inspiring young kids by doing camps. like I'm doing things outside of the game to inspire my people. So a reminder guys do not like your, your, like your goal should not be a person, a relationship or a place. it should be a mission period. Now we can end the segment. Sorry. I had to kind of drop a little thing for y'all. You know what I mean?
0: Drop some knowledge. <laughs> drop some knowledge. All right,
1: y'all. <laughs> so y'all, that was episode 66. 66. So, right. uh, Charlie, we'd love to give our special guests a chance to do a shout-out at the end of our episode. So the floor is yours.
2: Oh, man. Uh, all right. Let me see. Well, shout-out to Tier Zero to kick back. Uh, my family, friends. Uh, I would like to shout out, uh, uh, Rochelle and Chris and the family, you know, cause I know they're the, they're the, you they're beat the, me to the punch. Yeah. Aiden, Naya,
0: Naya Mara. Mara.
2: Yeah. All of them, man. Uh, shout out to them too. So it's, mm-hmm. it's love. It's love. It's not nice, as Brittany, the, the like a uh, last week or the week before. So yeah. Yeah. That's right. Nice. Yeah.
1: All this right. Amazing um so my shout out is going to be quite simple i want to shout out charlie Lindsay. thank you for taking the time uh out of your busy schedule to be on uh the podcast uh we don't take this lightly uh so please come again when you are free we'd we'll love to have you back to drop more knowledge um i also want to shout out chris big up chris i will see him on um, what's it called on what's it called? Uh, Pullman on uh, Clubhouse lately. So, Clubhouse, huh? yeah, 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 I see him on of lately. But yeah. I also want to shout out Will Smith. I did buy his book, uh, Will. Um, so far, the book is really great. i am only gone through a chapter, but I already feel inspired. Like, <laughs> I'm like, so I hope it's a life changing. But, but his movie coming out, King Richard, featuring mm. Serena and Venus's dad, who did what no one thought could be possible, uh, have two goats in his bloodline in tennis. So I'm Mm -hmm. just so happy for that. So I think it's dropping, I think this month. So big up to them on that film project. I'll pass the mic to Fahim.
0: All right, so I'd like to make my quick, I'll go with my first shout out is Erin Jackson. Uh, She is the first ever black American woman to win a speed skating World Cup title. Ah. Happened recently. So once again, E-R-I-N, Jackson. Shout out to you! Um, it's good to see that we're in different different lanes and doing it. Um, it feels kind of relevant, also, since we were just talking about Tanya Harding and uh, Nancy Kerrigan um, on the ice. Uh, you know, black women are doing it on the ice, also. Got to recognize that.
1: Black girl magic. Okay. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I want to obviously shout out Charlie. Uh, thank you very much for coming out tonight. Um, I hope we did uh, your movement justice because uh, you're doing big things. And that's what we like to do is highlight people who are doing big things that maybe aren't, uh, you know, getting the shine um, and that are really making a contribution. Uh, so I want to shout you out, Charlie. Thank you very much. Um, the kickback, support that. Um, and everything that Charlie does, let's uh, support him also. Thank you, guys.
2: Absolutely. No, I appreciate it, man. That was, that was a lot of fun. I love the energy from both you guys. <laughs> the topics are great. So, I no, thank you, guys. Appreciate it
1: oh my no, god thank you. thank you thank you well y'all that was episode 66 yeah so if you had a good time you enjoyed yourself please like subscribe and to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend for him
0: you know where to find us if you're looking for us we're on all platforms for you that's good Musky's podcast episode 66 and we out peace, peace. <laughs>